What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's my fellow for books. I'm I'm not on your lovely little collector's cups. I'm not on Jimmy Fallon. I'm not on the signature of the beginning of the show, Joel. It's still Tim's name. Would you like an ice cream bar? I would love an ice cream bar, actually. That sounds great. Um, I'm convinced you're going to try and change the show, and that's why I haven't been edited, because you love this Joel and Kate at 8 thing. <laughs> no, the, you're like we're gonna switch the name of the show to Joel and Kate at eight. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna retire. This is what I'm gonna do. Oh, gonna you're retire. gonna leave your microphone in the center of the ring. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna put my my black V neck and my microphone in the center of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be that. One day, one day, I feel. <sighs> hey, you can uh, open up the show like a normal person if you want. No, I really don't want to. It's Joel and Kate at eight. How you doing? It's good to see you. Kate's here. I'm here. How you doing, Kate? How's your week? I am good. I feel like I'm kind of like back on track for the first time in a few months. Not that I was like in a bad way. I don't want to give that impression. But I like, I was, I'm out of debt. I was clearing myself out of debt. And I was breaking my back in the process, which I knew. I knew it was going to be a really long three months or so, but um I've relieved a lot of pressure from myself, which feels really good. And as I was telling some of my other friends, I was like, every day I'm looking like a little bit less homeless. Like I've opened up some room in my life. <laughs> it's, it's good. I feel like I'm getting back on track with prioritizing myself a little bit. And I'm trying to get better at answering that question, honestly. But like, how are you doing question? So just be like, great, how are you? Well, no, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to answer it fakingly. This is this is entertainment. How you doing? Never been better. My life is on fire. Like the, this is fine, dog gif. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. Getting out of debt Thank is you. no easy task for many people. And uh, I think very big kudos to you. This, you. Is, uh, this It's a big deal. I think it's worth celebrating. It kind of is. I, um, I did like one of those debt calculator spreadsheets and I was... It was very clarifying for a few reasons. I, my parents are like very different with money and my dad has always viewed it as numbers. And my mom has always had a lot of emotional investment. I've always kind of been somewhere in between, but like when you just view things as numbers, it's so much easier to kind of wade through. And when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, this shit's gonna be around for years if I don't crank it up a little bit. So I took on some additional work that I knew was gonna really challenged me um because i already have fightful and i have another full-time job so adding more was a lot but for what it was able to do and and moving some of that out it, like i'm so glad i did it i'm so glad it's in the rear view but um but yeah it's, it's been nice to get a little bit recalibrated i 
feel like when I went to the New Japan shows, that was like my first foray back into being a person. And then <laughs> slowly but surely, I've gotten like a little bit of it back. I got to go to, to Russell Pro last night, which was fun because they are kind of probably outside of, I don't really even consider GCW like a, a New Jersey independent anymore because they're touring and all this. Um, but but by reputation wise and show wise, they're probably the biggest New Jersey promotion, but they run on Fridays a lot. So I don't always get to go. And then yesterday I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to a WrestlePro show. A lot of my favorite people were on it. I got to see Lady Frost, which was awesome. I love her so much. Um, some people that I, I know from Excite too, who I didn't even realize were on the card, like really, really fun. Uh, the Iron Savages were there that the tag team champions, there was a triple threat with Danny Moff and LSG, who's must be having a difficult time walking today based on the <laughs> brutality of that match. Um, and, and Anthony there, like really, really, really nice to just go watch wrestling and not take any notes on it or talk about it after it's been a while since I did that. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the best. I'm, um, I'm off to Calgary next week and I'm like jonesing to find local wrestling that might be going on. Ooh. I, or Bret Hart, if you're listening, maybe uh, we can have dinner. Mm? A little dinner with Bret Hart? Come on, Bret. Best there is. Best there was. Best Where... there ever dined me. Where... <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> I'm very upset. I didn't think about it. Um, what are your thoughts on Goldberg? Because that might be a determining factor here. Here's the problem with that question. See, I am a Jew. I am inherently programmed to appreciate Goldberg's um, work in the business as a Jew. Bret Hart is Canadian. I like Canada. As a Canadian, I like Bret Hart and the work he did in wrestling. I have, I don't know. I have a hard time with that. This is also hard because there's other Jewish legends. We have 83 year old MJF and yep. Cole Cabana. And we had, what was the name of the show that ran during WrestleMania weekend? Oh, Mitzvah Mania. Mitzvah Mania. Yeah. There's a whole like wonderful representation of Jewish wrestlers now, but there's also a lot of really incredible Canadian wrestlers. So you can't even like curtail one with the other. Yeah. Kenny yeah. Omega and Jericho and all these people out there. I still Edge. love the idea that, and, and we're going to, I know we're going to dive into the CM Punk stuff because he had a big week, let me tell you. Uh, but I love the idea that CM Punk, Chris Jericho, and Goldberg could all be in the same company <laughs> this year. <laughs> oh, no. You want to have just the fight of all fights. That's the one I want so bad. That's that's the big, the big Saturday collision debut that I want from TK. Have we there you go. The big rumor being like, yeah, it's going to be CM Punk and there's someone else. And uh, if that's someone else for Goldberg, I'd lose my mind. I am. I've been pitching this, Kate. I swear to God, I've been saying, let's do at all in in London. Let's do a tag match. At the time, I wanted Wardlow and Goldberg versus QT Marshall and Hobbs. And then I wanted Wardlow and Goldberg to like split at the end of all out or all in. And then the next week do a match at all out in Chicago, do Wardlow versus Goldberg for the TNT title. Why not? Why not just have that funny little spectacle in Vegas or in Chicago, actually, because Vegas is double or nothing, but in Chicago, you can still have fun with it. That is a way to spend your wrestling time in dollars. That is definitely a thing 
You can't tell me a casual Brit fan, not the hardcores who watch our stuff. I'm talking the ones who just, (laughs) let's face it, like our fans, I love you all, but like, come on. We all know what we do here. We spend way too much time talking about the TV shows. We do, because most people turn it on, turn it off. They're not on Twitter. They're not on socials. If they are, they're like on the official accounts and that's it. So for us, we're like, we would probably sit here and be like, all right, fine. It's going to be funny. But like for hardcore fans who are just there to watch the show, some of them could be like, oh, I like Goldberg. I remember him. Nostalgia pop. Let's go for however much it's going to cost to go to all in. Not all out. The all out thing is a whole other can of worms. But like all in, if they're trying to pack that venue, I think, I think CM Punk being back might do it on its own. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's the same. I really don't. I don't think Punk in the UK is like that big. I think you bring in a guy like Goldberg, it does something. I think it does. You're telling me you think Goldberg is bigger than CM Punk in the UK? Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah, because Goldberg wasn't around at the time when wrestling was absolutely red hot. No, I'm like, I'm sorry. I biases aside, there is an inherent like nostalgia pop. There is an inherent history to Goldberg's time in wrestling. In the 90s, people, I don't need to tell you the history of it because you, you know, you're not an idiot. You, you well, look, not in that specific not, way. Yeah. But, I, but Goldberg would be bigger than Punk in this case, 100%. Would Punk be big amongst fans who watch AEW weekly? Yeah, of course. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not going to be stupid about that. But I think if you're if you're bringing in new fans who don't know anything about AEW and are just trying to get like a baseline entry, Goldberg is a great opportunity for that. Goldberg, Sting's there. Like, let's go. Sting, Yes. No, you can, no, we're not talking about the the wrestling. We're talking about the name. We're talking about the nostalgia pop. We're talking about. I don't. I have. I sincerely don't know. And I, I always like Friday. Sean was calling me a hater because I don't care about Jeff Jarrett and I don't care about Billy Gunn. And I just I don't have an emotional attachment to those guys. So like the nostalgia piece of it is kind of lost on me. Um. I don't know how much. I mean, I guess they booked Goldberg in Saudi Arabia, so there must be some proven draw power there. But like to actually buy a ticket is an interesting thing. And to actually buy a ticket now for Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg, Goldberg versus Brock in 2016 at the Survivor Series. That was a moment. Okay, not only because Goldberg won, it was his first match back. It very much sold out the event. I was there. People saw the end of that match and they were like, what the hell? 90 seconds or whatever it was. Goldberg gets the win and the spear. It kicks off what was a pretty good feud between Goldberg and Brock that went into WrestleMania. And people bought tickets for that WrestleMania. That was 33. That was not a good WrestleMania, but they were buying tickets based on Goldberg and Brock in that Universal Championship match because they did tell a story that went several months. This again, this isn't about you know your favorite wrestler's ability to wrestle. This really is about who was over at a certain time and the nostalgia that comes with it. I think Punk and Goldberg are on different planes for different reasons. I'm not saying no, Kate, you're wrong, but I'm also saying I want you to. (laughs) I know, but I want you to look at it as like. Who, who was the bigger draw at the time when wrestling was red hot? 
who was carrying WSW at the time? Who came into WWE? Well, are those, I guess my thing with that is, are those people going to go to an AEW show? You know so, what I mean? Like that, that's my bigger thing. So yes, because many of those people dropped off and they may have kids or they may have cousins or younger people that are like this. AEW okay, I, I, that I can buy. There's a, there is a bridge. There is a connection there. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to bring up ratings. I'm not going to bring up ratings as like a, ah, this is how bad they're doing. It's not even that. I think there's, there's something to be said about people, um, Thinking AEW is bigger than it is, this this all-in show will be successful. I have no doubt in my mind. It will absolutely sell, I would say, north of 45,000, maybe even north of 50,000 tickets, depending on the card. It really is going to depend on how they they build the card. Um, sure. and, and, and it's enough that people are going to come in from all over the UK. Do not get me wrong there. I'm not going to undersell or undervalue the event itself. Um, but when it comes to AEW's current television product, I don't think it's enough for me to want to go if I'm in the UK. It's not. There's nothing that that like enticing. So I need something nostalgic. I need something that's going to want to bring me in beyond what I'm seeing on their TV every week right now. So that's where I'm at when I think about the potential of bringing in Goldberg, even for two nights. For what is it? Effectively, two events, two nights over two weeks. Not such a bad thing. So where I get a little wishy-washy or like, I don't know. I don't want to say like concerned because it's just not that serious and it's not at all my problem. Um, but I feel like the roughest patch of AEW booking, and I think we talked about this a little bit before, was when you had like Forbidden Door, you had the pay-per-view, you had Blood and Guts all back to back to back, and it was just too much to build to. Now we have that on steroids. Um, now... All in and I think all out could be almost completely different things. And that one, I think, is going to be way more of a collisions of talent and maybe other promotions where I think all out is going to be much more an AEW built pay-per-view story, etc. So like, you could have Kenny Omega and whatever program that's going to be, but then fighting Will Ospreay, let's say, in the UK. Um, if you are able to, by that time, get the trios match... I think that's that's a that's a big mover, even if you could just get to Kenny and Punk. But I think I don't think you want to get there that quick. Like if he's only coming back and he's coming back on a Saturday night, personal issues aside, let's say, oh my gosh, it's rainbows and butterflies in the AEW locker room. I think you want to build that story in a longer time frame, I'm guessing, but you also probably want to do it in Chicago. So that that's a little bit tricky. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot for them to sort out. I just hope that there's an extreme amount of clarity because, oh boy, like that it was rough last year. Not rough. It was so entertaining to watch, but that was the most crowded it got. Now you have a Saturday show. You have ROH. Rampage already doesn't matter. It's going to matter even less. Uh, th there's so many hours of content and you have so many different pay-per-views to build to that I just, I'm intrigued to see what happens, but I'm like, they, I hope they are extremely clear on where they think things are going. Because to be honest, like Jay White came in, huge deal. Didn't really do anything. And then got tucked away on a rescheduled Rampage this week with 
in a program with Ricky Starks, who's a top talent. Like things like that are where I'm like, let's make sure that we're on a clear track. I think collision starting will open a lot of that up though. Cause you're going to have two more hours of like real primetime television time. So I kind of mentioned this a few shows ago and, and over a few shows as well. The, um, Finn, I'm sorry, the, the Jay White's appearance. I'm trying to fix my camera on the fly. Um, the the Jay White appearance to me was always Jay is the catalyst for Forbidden Door. Jay is the person for whom the New Japan talent roll through. And we're still a month and a half out from Forbidden Door talk. Sure, that's fair. Right. So now they, they, and this is kind of a problem of storytelling is that they could have they could have done a lot more to build to Jay White. They could have done more with, with Juice Robinson even. They could have done Juice versus Ricky at Double or Nothing if you made it up fun, hot story, but that's not what happened. So it's not worth it. But that being said, I really do feel like the Bullet Club story is the one that kind of opens the Forbidden Door story in AEW. And we'll see where that goes after Double or Nothing because there's still, again, we still have an entire month of build until Double or Nothing and then we start the road to Forbidden Door. So there's a lot of story to tell, but there's a lot of waiting to go. There is. And like, I'm so, you know, Sean said on Friday too, he was like, I don't think they thought they were going to get Jay White. So they might've been like, pen to paper. We had no idea he was going to come in. We got to find a way to make this story happen kind of quick. So that's also something to keep as a possibility. Um, but at that point, at that point, sorry to cut you off. At that point, you just, you sign him and you park him for a few minutes. Like, you can pay him. There's nothing wrong yeah, with but him. They, many times that he's fine parking and paying somebody. They didn't need to rush him to TV if they didn't have something, something not blockbuster, but something solid in the works for his appearance. I get it from the perspective of I'm a white girl and white girls are naturally petty and they wanted the next thing that happened on AEW television after a Cody Rhodes loss at WrestleMania to be, we still your man. <laughs> So I actually respect that part of it, but you got to have the follow-up ready is my point. Uh, and this also wasn't officially Jay White's debut. Let's not forget, he worked a small program. He was at the Atlantic City show almost as a Swerve in the Keith Lee debut. Um, and, and that was an audible too, because this was a whole, you know, TK said, I'm bringing in someone big, the Forbidden Door is getting busted down. And then everyone thought that it was Keith Lee. And then he was like, no, 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 it's Jay White. I, I, I had to, I, I brought in Jay White to satisfy what I told you all. That was, that was even felt like a, a last minute addition. Yeah. I think he even had said in an interview, like because yeah. of the speculation, he was like, that would be a fun thing to do. Let's do that. So um, I, I hope that they, I said this about WWE when Triple H took over that like, I would give him kind of like a first rumble season to WrestleMania as what I think is probably like a fair Triple H period of evaluation because he brought back a bunch of people that he wanted to. He had the chessboard he needed. Now it was time to rearrange the pieces. And I think there's some some split success on that. I think we also saw some interference from the very man who left. Um, but kind of same almost with this, where I'm like, let's see what happens with Collision. Hopefully that gets some clarity around the rest of the programming, ROH. And I I think the once there's like delineation about what stories are unfolding where, I think that's going to be really good. I think Collision might do what I was hoping ROH would do, 
and give more breathing room for stories to unfold. Like there's so many great talents. We just saw Roddy Strong come back. Like that's wrestling moves so crazy and so fast. So um, I, I think there's a, a ton of fun to be had. I just hope that the chessboard gets arranged in time before they go into this insane season with like three different pay-per-views. <laughs> Am I pretty enough to host the post show for Collision? Are you pretty enough? Well, you're prettier than me, according to Sean. So <laughs> I had to bring that up. It's very funny. Um, the son of a bitch. <laughs> I should be an audio form only. I get it. I get it. I, I've been told for years that I have a face for radio, so I appreciate it. Hey, by the <laughs> way, if you're here, uh, I, we're 20 minutes in, but leave a thumbs up. That would be great. It gives us uh, a lot more eyes in front of us. And leave yeah. a thumbs up for my self esteem because Sean was like, Joel is prettier than Kate. So. I get it. I don't have to put on makeup. After I was offering, after I was being nice. Okay, here's what happened. I'll <laughs> I'll peek behind the curtain. Pull the curtain back for us. I texted Sean, who was already snarky to me earlier in the day. As is tradition. As is tradition. Yes, extremely seriously. By the way, please take this extremely seriously, as all things, especially on this channel, more than any other. Yeah, report it as fact. It is fact. Yes, yes. Ringside news, you hearing this? It's fact. Yes, put it out there. I texted Sean and I said, because I had so much fun at the Wrestle Pro Show last night, and sometimes they get bigger talent. If you think it's a good idea for me to do interviews a la like what Joel does with Greek Town Wrestling, when bigger names come through here, let me know and I'll reach out and try to set something up. Offering my time, my valuable services. And he said, I'm going to pull up the exact text. Oh, we're going to get the quotes out. Mm -hmm. By the way, my favorite part of the Sam Adonis interview that we did was when he said, oh, you know that the, the number one baby face thing is a uh, is sarcasm. And I'm like, Sam, I think you should know that our entire channel is sarcasm based. Higher <laughs> channel is. <laughs> Sorry, you're too ugly for camera. That's why you have Joel do it, is what I was told. Wow. Rude. Wow. Like he said, oh, I'm so tall. Oh, uh, that makes me handsome and I can go do interviews. That's what Sean sounds like. Sean and I are effectively the same height. Really? Yeah. You're both seven feet tall? Yeah, yeah, you met me, I, you know. It's true, it was a lot of like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't teach that. So it's the broad shoulders that get you. You think he's going to be a lot shorter. Me, at least. You think really? I'm going to be a lot shorter. Shorter. Plus he got that extremely long neck that was not photoshopped on. <laughs> I need to get those sunglasses that he's wearing. Those yellow. yellow I want you a yellow party city mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's true. Kate does hate wrestlers over 50. It's true. Um, I don't hate wrestlers over 50. I hate them being on my screen as much as Jeff Jarrett is. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. I have so many opinions about him. Oh, by the way, if you have opinions, donate a super chat. Any question or amount, get your questions read on the air. Or if you just want to support us, because the support is nice. We like that. I, I started. Yeah, give us your show. money. Yeah, because I started a new show with Jeremy that runs three times a week from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, called In the Weeds, where like I get paid nothing for it, and uh, neither does Jeremy. But the super chats help us pay like the the Maggies and and the the Kylies and the Haleys of the world. So uh, donate a super chat because it's the same thing here. Let's face it. Yeah. The thumbs up are for me. We're having fun. Yeah. We're having fun here, pal. Just the like more of you that watch, the more likely we could get sponsors too. So 
That tell is actually friends. yes. Tell your friends because that <laughs> I want to. I want to be talking about manscape. Like, share, balls. subscribe. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> where, where should we go from here? Do you want to? I don't want to talk about Jeff Jarrett that much. <laughs> no, like the funny thing with Jeff Jarrett is I. It's like it's so much commitment to the bit at this point because he actually does pretty good work, and from all accounts, it sounds like he's a pretty nice dude. Um. The person I should be blaming is Effie for making him relevant again. I don't like how much screen time he takes up. Billy Gunn, I don't need to see with the acclaimed and like a proper trio, but he's been used, I think, a lot better in my opinion, where it's like he has his spots. Um, he's used it a way to help get the team over and things like that. I just don't need him like wrestling full matches. And I definitely don't need an honest trio's effort. Sting, I think, has been used pretty brilliantly overall. Like that guy has been, um, he's, he's just so special that like the, the way that he's been able to kind of retcon what we thought was his last run in wrestling has been so incredible. Um, I think that, and gosh, how old is Dustin Rhodes actually? 50 something, 51. Yeah, see, Dustin Rose, though, like, could still really go. And he's been used mostly for, like, pinfall spots and to make people look good. Like, 54, by the he's way. He's 54. Good for he him. Just, God. He just turned 54 on April 11th. He can still go. You like, know, his match was. You know what year he was born? What year was he born? Come on, Kate. What year do you think he was born? Come well, on. He's 50. Oh. <laughs> nice <laughs> i thought it was like i was like is there a wrestling reference that i don't know about like was he born in the year of seven like what am i nice nice um yeah I'd, i am a punk mark so i'm always gonna bring stuff up like that but punk versus dustin was so good like so it's and jericho's 50 so it's not 50 and over um, it's, it's to what capacity guys can kind of still go and where their careers have gone, I think a little bit, but, um, I, it's just how overused Jeff Jarrett is. And also in a, in a faction that doesn't seem to be, I shouldn't see Jeff Jarrett on my TV more than Ethan page. <laughs> I mean, the firm is a whole other can of worms. Yeah. Then, and Stokely was talking about it on, on talk is Jericho. And I was just like, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, your wrestler, your favorite wrestler ruined this, the firm. So there's that. Well, hold on. Prove me wrong, Kate. I mean, they've had 10 months or whatever to fix. Oh no, no. It's been, it's, it's, it's stayed shit, but he threw it off initially. (laughs) Sure. Initially there's no need for this to happen. Um, yeah, I feel like Stokely's one of the best, if not the best active manager in wrestling. I think Sanjay's great, by the way. But like Sanjay with Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and Satnam Singh doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, especially now that ROH is a thing again. I feel like Jay Lethal should probably be there full time, at least in the beginning stages. Uh, well, Jeff Jarrett is the interconnective tissue with that Lethal, Dutt, and Singh connection. Because the TNA days with Sanjay and with and with Lethal and Satnam Singh is a throwback to Rinka King, which is a Jeff Jarrett production. 
So clearly, like, it all works out. Jeff Jarrett wants to be in movies. Satnam Singh has a movie about him. Everything's, uh, everything comes back Jarrett. That give Jarrett his own little promotion that he can run. He had one. And then he, he did that go. And then he came back. Exactly. And then he didn't. And then he started another company and he tried to sell gold. And then he didn't. <laughs> And so then, what does that tell us? Well, he's not going to own AEW, but he's going to run their shows, so that's fine. That's a great thing he can do off screen. Um, but I feel like Stokely, I feel like Ethan Page, I feel like Lee Moriarty should definitely be people that are pushed beyond. And it also just feels very weird that the tag team that was in that stable was mostly not in that stable when they were champions. Is a very very odd way to go about doing wrestling television but you see comedy isn't good for wrestling when you're a serious tag team champions funny don't make money so the guns left and i have no reason i i don't know <laughs> these, you know what these are holes for somebody else to do in aw creative i'm sure that there will be somebody who will that takes over like a yeah yeah who will take over a role and like fill these gaps in creative because like it ain't they're there they're there yeah they are they they are present those gaps and somebody will absolutely fill those gaps soon enough uh let's um <sighs> by the way actually ryan i do want to bring this up shouting out the interview we have with dave Schilling on in the weeds on friday it was a lot of fun it was really good um go check that out because dave Schilling had plenty to say about his tenure in wwe as a writer and also about himself who is a person of color who uh, just has an experience that is unlike many, and I plenty to say about the uh, the, the lawsuit that came up last Wednesday. That's uh, so weird that you and Jeremy didn't think that you could navigate that conversation without somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Two bearded white guys should very much be able to have that conversation <laughs> freely without anyone stepping on their toes. So weird. <sighs> Glad no, in the weeds, though, I'll put it over real quick, too, because it is really great. Like, I love the balance. I love having morning content. Um, it's just been really well done. Like, the way that you have segments, the it goes by so fast. It's super fun to have, like, almost, what, like, if I'm working in the background, it's really great, like, wallpaper content to just have there. And also, like, with Sam, I wanted to pay attention more. So I was, like, locked in or whatever. It's It's, it's been a really nice easy addition to the day so you and jeremy are killing it thank okay. you yeah it's it's a good like morning addition to you and you like to your day and it's it's morning radio it's talk radio on your way to work talk radio jeremy have you and seen, joel have you seen the intro for this show for 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 what we do on in the weeds did i have you seen it I mean, it runs at the top of the show so i assume people just haven't unless they're watching the replay i think i did watch one of the replay all right. If somebody if somebody says show the show the video who who has watched the show, uh, I will I will show the I will show roll the, the clip. I will roll the clip once people want to see it or not. Do you someone guys want to see it? If someone screw them, I want to see it. We're here to pop ourselves. Roll the clip. All right. You want me to roll the clip? Yeah, roll the clip. All right. I'm gonna edit it out later. Anyway, here we go. Shout out to Tim. No, I did not see that. Because let me tell you, Joel, I would have remembered seeing it. 
Would have remembered seeing it, Joel. Wow. Yeah. That was uh, beautiful. Big ups to Tim for that. It's very loud, by the way. I got to turn that volume down. Holy shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're in the weeds, senor. <laughs> yeah, that's our third <laughs> Louise pops in. Just Holy shit, this rules. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. And our viewership goes up, so clearly we're doing something right. All right, do you want to talk about CM Punk's big week? Ferris Bueller's day off, Ferris Bueller's big week, Ferris Punk. Sure, we can do that. I don't want to, but I mean. <laughs> we can talk about the draft or Roddy. We don't have to. I mean. I, I just said do the thumbnail for views because views go up when we use the thumbnail. <laughs> but here's like, I don't really. I'll be and switch whoever. I don't care. I do that on my own. Overbooked, please. Uh, the, the Roddy thing's great. Good for him. I'm glad that he's working in AW. I'm glad that he got what he ultimately wanted. Um, I hope that, and I, I don't say this disparagingly, I hope that when he shows up in Ring of Honor, I hope it's to do something useful in Ring of Honor and not because they suddenly ran out of things for him to do in AEW. Uh, because he has he has a, an experience and a history with Ring of Honor. So I'd rather he be used as someone who has that experience and not somebody who, uh, you know, just doesn't have anything to do on TV after his first story comes to a close. So this is I good news. That stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity too, especially I have no idea how far along Kyle O'Reilly is in his healing. Um, but there's so much opportunity to play off of ROH history. If the three of them are back, especially you could also make it an AEW thing and have a bunch of fun there and go to ROH at a different time. I, I think there's a lot of upside to Roderick Strong being under the AWROH umbrella. And I'm just, I'm happy for a few things. One, um, that wrestlers get granted their releases when they want them is a good thing. Um, I also am glad because I don't think I've been genuinely surprised about a wrestler showing up since Sting. Is that right? Do we think? I guess uh, Malachi, was Malachi after that? Yeah. Sting Mal was, so, okay. So Malachi probably. Yeah. Sting was like winter is coming 2020 or 2021. Everybody else I kind of knew or had a feeling like even Soraya, a lot of times when Sean posts like, Hey, someone's been in talks over the summer with this person, they end up showing up. It just means you can't confirm that it's certainty, but he's probably heard an inkling. Uh, and I'm not someone who gets mad at that. I'm I'm someone who finding out spoilers doesn't harm the investment level for me. I actually kind of like them. It almost makes me more excited in some ways. But it was really fun to have no idea that this was going to happen. Malachi was probably the last one because of the 30-day, 90-day contract mix-up. But I don't think anybody else since I've been like, fully surprised I, on any program like on, on wwe on AEW, um so it was just fun it, it caught me way off guard i had no idea i am happy that he was released and I, it was also really fun to just have that moment as a fan to get to to see that so very very cool tons of upside tons of potential of what they can do singles wrestlers trios tag team whatever you want to do there's a bunch there i selfishly hope and selflessly, <laughs> both selfishly and selflessly hope Kyle O'Reilly is doing okay, mostly for his own health. But like, as a fan, I really feel like the three matches he had right before he got injured was like, this guy is just getting cooking. Like people were starting to learn what Kyle O'Reilly could do after being in a feud with Von Wagner for like 
months. So uh, I I hope that he's able to kind of complete this picture, especially because, I mean, Joel, where's the lie? Somebody is missing from... <laughs> The undisputed elite days. Yeah. He's he's still he's he's still boxing. He's an undefeated boxer now. He's got a he's impact got a legend film. Bobby Fish. Yeah, impact legend Bobby Fish. Who thank God I never had to watch wrestle live for Impact. Uh, you know what the worst part, by the way, was for weeks I had Cresta Star on our Impact post show saying I think Bobby Fish is coming back, and I had to sit there and be like, stop it. And when I have to say stop it, you know there's a problem. <laughs> Whenever I see you or DeFelice being genuinely like calm on about something, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. When I see um, middle to high crankiness, what is Alex, of course, what is you or Robert? I'm like, this is, that's my litmus test of like, this is beyond help. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> so my, my favorite thing about CM Punk going ape at a press conference after all out was that i hated the finish of the show okay i hated the finish to all out i very much did not like the way the show went off the air the way that mjf came out you like your your guy with the, the the hottest mic in the world and he does nothing but just show up and and show his face and we all knew who it was, but it was just, anyway, I'm not going to get into it, but I did not like that finish. And I made it very clear that I didn't. And I started getting, you know, the stupid AW anime, you know, CM Punk avatars on Twitter. Go, you know, like crying. It's never more. even like CM Punk. It's always like <laughs> Matt Jackson or something. Like it's something like. <laughs> For some reason, it's always Bunny. And I love the bunnies. I, don't <laughs> I know. Anyway. It's like Brandon Cutler, and you're like, what? This what? makes no sense. Why does Brandon Cutler hate me? Anyway. So it was, WWE, it's always like Roman's Reigns God 4792 or whatever. But then within like 15 minutes. Nobody gave a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Jeremy and I did Newsworthy the following week, or maybe we did a show a few days later, and he was like, oh, the best thing that ever happened to you was that scrum, wasn't it? Because you were starting to get cooked, and I was like, yeah, I guess in some ways it was the best, but Y'all had to stay up till 4 a.m. for that shit. So who was really the loser? Anyway. God, that was the night my dog died, too. I was just like, oh, oh that's cool. Right. I oh was my like, cool. God. My dog died completely unexpectedly. And my favorite wrestler at that point, I was like, this guy's definitely getting fired. I was like, there's no way this guy comes back from that. Well, there's one thing that Tony Khan has shown is that he will not fire your ass unless you do something especially egregious for which you could get arrested. Yeah, it has to be like a. It, no doubt about it, human moral, like morality thing, which I, in some ways, respect from the release standpoint. I feel like the lack of consequences at all for other stuff is an issue. But, yep. That's just me. Uh, so, speaking of punk, Monday rolls around and he shows up at Monday Night Raw, shows up at, w at a WWE show. Was this all this past week? Yes. What happens with my weeks? <laughs> we what spent, happens in wrestling? We spent all week talking about it so that we forget that it actually happened. We think it was like a month feel, ago. Roderick Strong debuting feels like eight years ago. Like, oh, so man. shows up. He's, he's spotted in the parking lot talking to Tamina, as one should, because Tamina is absolutely the, the person. Um, 
And story has it, you know, he comes in, speaks to Baron Corbin, speaks to the Miz, and then speaks to Triple H and says, "Hey, you mind if I stick around?" And Triple H is like, uh, "Let me go." Why did I almost go into a stew heart? <laughs> that was weird. That was weird. Oh, I, bro. I didn't get my Triple H in that moment. But anyway, um, he says, "Yeah, you mind if I stick around?" Triple H is like, hey, "Let me go ask Dad." And then goes around the corner, fake calls daddy, and then security shows up and says, hey, you got to go, Phil. And Phil's like, all right, I got, all right I'm going to go. And then Thursday or Friday comes around and uh, Saturday comes. No, not even th- It was Saturday. It was last night. CM Punk showed up backstage at the Impact Wrestling tapings in Chicago <laughs> at Cicero <laughs> Stadium, uh, presumably to support Naomi uh, Trinity Fatu, who made her debut on Friday Night so for Impact cool. Wrestling. So cool. Very, very excited for her. We're going to talk more about that particular, like we'll, we'll, we'll actually break apart that and talk about Trinity in impact and all that in a few minutes. But um, yeah, punk showed up at, at impact, obviously not as like big a deal or not even a deal, not, not even like big a story point as showing up at WWE before their Monday night raw taping and talking to the boss. This was more just like punk's hanging out with his friends backstage, popped a photo with Jordan grace, Popped a photo with Ricky Morton, who was doing that. That was the bigger story. Ricky Morton was doing some producer and agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, kind of what I took away from it, too. Yeah. That was like, oh, this is his tryout. And he gets to take a photo with CM Punk. That's nice. Uh, yeah. And and he was just watching Trinity have her match. And that was it. Hanging out. It is a non-story. But, like, it was still one of those. Everyone rolled with it. There's no such thing right now as a non-story with CM Punk. Uh, I don't. I'm a huge CM Punk fan and I don't even think that's healthy. <laughs> but right now, there were reports of him being at the Wawa after. Like right now, in this moment, until CM Punk comes back and he's on some sort of track with the story. Um, and even then, I think it'll still be pretty much under a microscope. I, I do think he was probably there to support Trinity. He showed up to the New Japan taping to support Mercedes, right? Like, I think that's really cool. Him going to WWE... I feel like there was so many layers to it and I'm not even mad about the chess piece. I think it was a publicity stunt. I think it was to stir up buzz. I think it was also to show he went back to make an apology with the Miz. He, he made it extremely public that he is capable of mending fences with people he has had longstanding issues with at a company that he by all counts and purposes so pretty much fucking hates, it sounds like, from everything that he said. Not the talent, but he certainly has some issues with the culture that remained there. Um, I, I'm i not even mad about the chess move. I think that's actually pretty, pretty well done. He showed up at Impact, New Japan, and WWE. Like, that's a clever son of a bitch right there. And to do it because they're in Chicago makes it, like have this, oh, they're just in my backyard uh, excuse built in. Not an excuse. He doesn't need an excuse, but reasoning, I guess. Um, so I think that is that is just good old-fashioned fun wrestling work. And I think it's it's cool. It sounds like he and Mercedes at least have a friendship. Um, if he does with Trinity, I think that's really cool. I think it's, it's cool and important and healthy for wrestling when friends show up to support each other. I think it's awesome that Bailey went to Japan for Mercedes debut. I think it's awesome that Mercedes is out there tweeting, where can I, where's the best rave store in Chicago so that I can go buy some gear to support my friend. It, 
as much incredible stupid tribalism as there is in wrestling mostly online by fans i think it's really cool and healthy when wrestlers go to support each other at wrestling matches i i love that i love that there's um there was one thing that i was thinking about with cm punk showing up at raw in chicago and those are the people that he spoke to and i touched on this on in the weeds he spoke to tamina who is effectively wrestling's den mother and i say that with like the most love and pride because i think people know or at least if you don't then my like getting on the radar here i guess on fightful was being in the live chats during post shows and like <laughs> screaming to me in his name anytime she was mentioned and then very famously on a show with sean they were rounding out i think survivor series teams for the women's side and he was tossing out like Sony Deville is going to come back. That doesn't happen. And what about this person? I was just like, eh, it's probably just going to be Tamina and Natalia. And they're going to announce it on like a social post before SmackDown. And then very famously, what did they do? It was exactly that. Um, I love, so basically I, I love Tamina. I respect the hell out of her. Um, so she's someone I never gravitated to in the ring, but from anything that you hear, just right. like a, a wonderful human being. Exactly. And then that's something that I appreciate. So, very much the 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 mother of of all hands backstage. Uh, there's I I drew to this again the WrestleMania diary that they released on uh, WWE socials. She is there front and center for half of it. You know, taking care of Dakota Kai, taking care of her cousin the Usos, like talking about Samoan culture. She's like she's there. They very clearly value her as a human being backstage. It's so. like how you said Bad Bunny actually seems like a pretty nice. Pretty genuine good. authentic bunny yeah it seems like there's a lot of people who are mina than tamina that's right so she seems really lovely with that in mind punk speaks to her i don't think they, they never had heat but like he speaks to her and then he speaks to baron corbin and he speaks to the miz well miz and, and punk had a, a spat very openly online a while back and they never really loved each other but i think part of it was part of this publicity stunt is multifold one is the mea culpa tour and showing hey i if i can make friends with people that i wronged in the past then maybe i can make friends with the people that i wronged most recently in the company that i actually work for not the one that i'm just showing up at randomly to say hi to a bunch of people uh, and if you want to do that ms and baron corbin who are both very well liked and very well respected backstage at wwe and have been with the company for a long time those are the people that you want to settle up with because if somebody says your name back there, um, Ms.'s comments or Ms.'s feelings about that person does hold some weight in that locker room. He, For some reason, I, it's crazy to think about, over the last 15, 16 years, Ms. has become an industry veteran, but he's also proven time and again that he is he, he cares about the business. He, he does everything he can to live the old saying that you leave it better than you found it, and people respect him for it. He's gone through a shit ton to get to this point. So... Ms. Corbin, same, so same pot here. And then getting to Paul was obviously, you know, they have a, a very, very obvi obvious falling out, very public falling out. And he said some shit. Um, and also you want to leave the door open and just be like, hey, bygones, bygones. Who knows what the next three years will look like for me? But you never know if there's a Hall of Fame ring on the table and uh, an ambassadorship. Down or a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Maybe there's a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Regardless, I'm not going to try and figure out what would bring someone like CM Punk back no, to the it, fold. It never hurts to be on good terms. Exactly. And so 
there so that's the honest part and then the the publicity part was what i said with you know making amends with people at your old company to show people at your current place of employment that hey i ain't so bad maybe it's not me who doesn't want to say you know good night or say 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 i'm sorry maybe it's the other guys um and that's kind See, of i think the publicity stunt thing is even more what happened when the rumor first broke that CM Punk was backstage at Raw? Nobody was thinking. He went back there to make amends. They were like, holy shit, what the fuck is this guy doing? Blah, blah, blah. I think he was like, let me get that reaction and then actually go in and make amends, which is a pretty good move. Like, to, for, for you to just, by showing up, disrupt a news cycle in that way is clever as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of other sides to this story. Again, I talked about it in the weeds and you have punk show up at raw unannounced two reasons why one for the guy who is, you know, uh, try to stay a step ahead of everything. He's a little paranoid in his regular life. He doesn't want to be caught, you know, where he shouldn't be on camera. WWE has cameras literally everywhere at the ready to go at a moment's notice. You tell them you're showing up. Well, guess what? Those cameras are going to be somewhere and you don't know where they're going to be. That oh, yeah. documentary crew can assemble and get to work like that. He didn't want that. And I wouldn't either if I'm still employed by the competition, quote unquote. So yeah, by the way, you have no idea how those conversations are going to go. What if Miz was like, fuck you, man. <laughs> exactly. And then it's on camera and it could be used later on for whatever sure. reason. Um, but then on the other side, the, the, the positive being if he ever did come back, then you captured the moment when it happened. And just like, you know, the undertaker series that they did, you would have a similar scenario where you captured all this stuff from like 2012, where he was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm leaving or 16, sorry, 2016. It was WrestleMania 32 where he was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm leaving. And then of course he gets called back over and over and over again. You would never have seen that without them having this documentary crew around. So there's that. There's also, what was the other thing with Punk showing up on Raw? Uh, there, there's also the WCW Nitro, the DX Invasion story that goes into it. You can't do the DX Invasion anymore. It's hokey. It's stupid now. No, but what did the Elite do? Remember, like that also went through my head was like the elite did this, and like, it was and it was hokey and stupid then. But yeah, you do you flip it on its head and you show up unannounced, and you don't do it on TV. You do it in the news cycle, which is a TK specialty. Tony Tony would rather dominate the news cycle than dominate the TV airwaves. So what do you do? Hey, I'm going to go do this thing on Raw, or I'm going to show up to TV. Is that cool with you? Yeah, just don't tell anyone. Don't talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. You're not going to talk about it. That's it. Okay, bye. Show up, have your conversations, get the people talking. He's firmly in everyone's mouth right now. He's firmly getting views for everyone else right now. And as a result, they hope that that's going to have, uh, that's going to pay back dividends. It'll be returned on that investment. Because again, you don't show up at the Norfolk scope with a with a tank or a or a bullet club, you know, a bullet club uh, limousine in Ontario, California, outside of SmackDown. Jimmy Jacobs gets fired and then shows up on Impact and now writes for them, <laughs> and then hosts the Nick Aldis retrospective. And not not, not important. Uh, Punk showing up backstage could have very well been a let's dominate the news cycle AEW 
publicity stunt. Not even AEW, just a TK and, and CM Punk publicity stunt. This is their version of uh, crossing the line, so to speak, going back to TNA talk. Sure. I, I feel like people underestimate CM Punk's mind for that shit. So to, to me, that might have been CM Punk thinking through the layers of that because he's, when he's not unhinged, he's pretty good at those chess moves. Uh, but you're right. Tony Khan was also like, let's bring you back the rampage before SummerSlam. Like he's, he's very strategic in that way too. So I just think if a guy knows he can't go anywhere without it being a big deal, he's probably like, ah, I've got some ideas. <laughs> Meanwhile, why is the sun deletion on Rampage next week? Why not? Should be on SmackDown. Wow! It should be on SmackDown. SmackDown. It should. It should be on Dynamite. Honestly, it should be on Dynamite, and it should. It should start with Excalibur um, apologizing to people for what they're about to see. Do you remember that? No, I don't know. I don't think if you. I don't think you do. This is from five years ago, when. When the Hardys, when, when Matt Hardy came back to WWE, they did a deletion thing with the. Yes. Yeah. They, and it was, this was before the New Day one, or maybe it was. Hmm. Whatever it was, it was, it was the first WWE deletion thing. And they literally had Michael Cole apologize to the audience before they threw it to the video. And it was very clearly Vince McMahon in Michael Cole's ear being like, apologize because it's shit. Tell them it's shit without saying this is shit. It's I a knew a lot of people who were last fans that like were like, oh, sick, the Hardys are back, who they weren't following deletion stuff. So when they came back, they were like, why is everybody yelling delete at them? This is so weird. Like, just no idea. Just no, no idea. Yeah. So uh, what do you want to do? I want them to put it on on not rampage. Is what I want them to <laughs> that's do. fair. That's that's fair, especially for a blow off match that should probably be on. On yeah. AE Dub. I don't know. They put it on dark. I don't care anymore. <laughs> just, just that's just, where it started. It did start on dark. That's true. So why not finish? It on dark? Yeah, yeah. graduate. It didn't graduate summa cum laude, tell you that much. <laughs> Especially like it's one thing to put it on dark. It's also another to put it on these rescheduled darks that nobody even knows when they are. That's the problem, really. Yeah. More than anything, it's it's a rescheduled dark. A rescheduled rampage in this case. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, so that's, that's I, I mean, I guess that's the punk situation until he shows up, until he talks at a about, Wawa, at a hockey game. I mean, he should have been back tonight in our show, but he decided to, you know, walk out summarily and unprofessionally. <laughs> He's actually back here on the stream yard. He just didn't want to. He's just watching. He's just petting his dog. Just Larry. Just hanging out with Larry. Yeah, Larry's just looking and like licking the screen. It's very surreal. It is. It's pretty wild. I, I think I'm operating as a cool little customer, considering that's the case, to be honest. It's true. I'm very impressed with you. <laughs> oh, look, it's Cole Cabana. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hi, Cole Cabana. How are you doing? <laughs> What's uh, do you want to talk about draft? Sure. <laughs> it was good and weird. And there's still another night, tomorrow night, Monday night, to uh, to round out what's going on. Let's. Well, yeah, go ahead. I think it's fair to say that we're pretty pretty plugged into the pro wrestling scene. Mm. You and I, mm. we've we've got our pulse on a lot of the things happening in wrestling. You do. I just show up and talk. I'm not sure you host this. That's the harder thing. <laughs> do you think so? But mm. we're familiar with the bump. 
we're familiar with when Talking Smack was a thing. We're familiar with Raw Talk. I had no idea what the actual fuck this show that they were continuing the draft on from Friday night to Saturday morning even was. Never heard of it. I probably looked like an idiot on stream with Sean. He was like, they're continuing it on this, which I didn't even really know was a thing. And I was like, what is that? Had no idea. No clue it existed. So I'm aware of its existence. Never no watched idea. it. I've never watched it not a day in my life. But when they said the SmackDown lowdown and, and everyone was like, the what? And I'm just like, yeah, no, that's pretty what much was it. Treated. What's it? Same with the bump. The bump is just like, nobody takes it seriously. You would the you want to know the day that they take the bump seriously, Kate? When they give what well, well, two things would have to happen. One, um, they either give uh what's her face kayla braxton a, a professional microphone to do the show with and not her ear pods uh, <laughs> that. uh and then number two they actually make her come to the office to do the damn show or just have megan morant be the host because uh, the bump yeah, Kathy kelly the bump sure whatever i don't know where she's awesome. based out of anymore she used to be in new york and then she moved to la after she got canned the first time for all i know she's still in la but either way she could host it sure why not they want one of the one of the talking heads to host it. One of them should do it, but for some reason Kayla's still doing it, and she's just, just use a microphone. Just get a get a blue Yeti. I don't. Yeah, everyone's got like one. Like a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's not that much for y'all. Expense it. You just merged for nine point six billion dollars. Get a get a road clip on Mike for Christ's sake. That Those little sound, lavalier, just a yeah, little. Yeah, those sound awful, but at least they're better than the AirPods Pro, where you like you're talking to people. Joel, when I tell you I had no idea the SmackDown lowdown existed, and when I found out about it, they told us absolutely no way to be able to access this imaginary program. This Narnia SmackDown lowdown. I didn't know if it was on social media. I didn't know if it was on a streaming service. I didn't know if it was on television. They did not tell you. They made it so difficult for you to watch the draft. If I want to watch wrestling that is difficult to watch i will watch roh and impact thank you very much you know impact is like a dollar a month and not important uh the, yes but okay. like hard to find i mean like not readily accessible like no, you gotta you gotta seek it out a little bit more it's true and it's a little asinine it should be running on their socials i think it does now but either way that, I I watched it when it was on Twitch. Like I watched it a little bit more. Oh, well, that's good because <laughs> apparently it exists on Twitch. But uh, I don't know where I've watched it before. But I know I've watched it before. I've skimmed through it once. Man, remember talking smack during the pandemic? Yes. How great it was. Yes. And then immediately they went on the road and it was like shit again. We had yeah. gems. We had gems. You know that is the that's the show where Carmella openly admitted that win and, wins and losses do not matter in WWE. I for a really long time was like she's actually the most brilliant wrestler in the world because wins and losses didn't matter and she was like I don't care if I lose I'm hot. I was like that's a perfect character right now for this. Hell yeah. By the um, way, someone in the chat saying shout out to Cold Scorpio. Hey, get Too Cold to show up on in the weeds cuz we tried to get him. So <laughs> there you go. He showed up at Excite uh maybe he can show up on in the weeds sometime there you go you gonna pay him there you go yeah i get it it's carney gotta, <sighs> gotta pay the piper why couldn't we get the first trinity injury not important we'll talk about trinity after 
what? I had no idea what the SmackDown lowdown was. I had no idea how to watch it. I... I had a few issues with it, but then there were some good things that came out of it. The The first picks were what you would expect. Becky, Cody, Bloodline. Street Profits going high was good. Uh, the NXT ones boggle the mind. I don't know what yes. to tell you. That was very... Especially the SmackDown ones. The other ones, like Zoe Stark should. Uh, Apollo Crews, they sat him down for no reason, so I guess that should. Things like that. Makes I, sense. I could see Apollo Crews just like kicking and screaming out the door to the PC, being like, no, no, don't put me back there. No, no I don't want to speak in a fake accent that's going to result in a lawsuit five years you later. You told me I didn't have to do this. Um, yeah. I mean, he was fighting Dabakato and NXT, so. <laughs> I fine. Tie up that loose end. Of. Yeah. That whole show is a continuity error. The <laughs> one thing they are like, let's tie up the loose ends of this. It's Davacato and Apollo Crews. I'm all about Yabba Davacato, let me tell you. Yeah. Davacator uh, is better. Davacator, um, she says. Davacator. Oh, nice. uh, drafting champions is weird, especially an injured champion, but I'm happy for Indy. I said on, I did a really brief select run-in on Friday while I was pulling audio. And I was like, for months, I'd been saying, if you're not going to give Indy the title, call her up. If you're not going to call Indy up, give her the title. They did both in like a four-week period. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. And I sat Poor here. thing looks very injured, too. That looked like a nasty spot that she it got into them. It did. So... Ella, Jay, and I, who, who do the run sheet on Wednesdays, audio only, so look on your favorite podcast app right now for the run sheet pod. Uh, Ella and I talk about wrestling on Wednesdays. Oh, you're pretty enough for the camera. I'm surprised that you oh, do audio only because wanted, I'm too ugly for it. I wanted one audio only podcast a week that I do. And so Ella, Ella was the person I wanted to do it with the most. Um, anyway, uh and, and also, it makes it so much easier that I can record at any time at that point and not worry about live views. I can just worry about downloads and good timing. So anyway, we recorded it late, and um, we were talking about this. We were talking about the indie uh, injury, and this was Wednesday night. So as we're talking about it, we're just like, she shouldn't go in the draft. She also probably... If they didn't... The reason why they wouldn't have called an Audible and NXT for that match would have been because... NXT breaking uh, battleground isn't for another month effectively. So four weeks that gives her enough time to at least assess what's going on, figure out if she's going to be in a match or they're going to be like, you'll be fine in four weeks, just rehab on it. And then we'll, we'll sort it out then. Uh, and then they can do like a parade of champions and do a fatal five way. And then yada, 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 they do the match at battleground. So I was like, okay, I get why they kept the title on her. Well, now they just took the title effectively off of her or they, they called her up. <laughs> while she's injured, we don't know how injured she is. The one benefit to bringing her up while she's injured is that if she is with Dexter, which I think she is. Um, I hope so. The whole, the way would be on raw is if, is, if everything if, stayed the same. Yeah. Was, was Indy drafted to raw? 
She was. Okay, Dexter's on Roswell. So yeah, so it looks like, and Candace as well. So maybe if they put Johnny on SmackDown, I'm going to be real pissed. So uh, yeah. They so, don't usually do that with couples anymore, especially couples with babies. Right, and it feels like Austin Theory is the one from that time of the way going to SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, if you have the way in some way, shape, or form uh, show up and become a thing again, then Indy can just wear the boot. And while she's, you know, dealing with rehab, uh, do segments on Raw with the way. And that's a good way to keep her still fresh in the minds of, of fans uh, or introduce her to fans in the long term because she's married to Dexter in storyline. So use that, make use of that, and we're good. And then eventually Indy and Candace can team up and, you know, there's another women's tag team that you sorely need in this company. Um, oh, let's talk about women's tag teams, Joel, because there are I, no. so I don't know uh, why you didn't, I, I never like hypercritical of audibles because of injury, because it's an audible because of an injury that you're assessing in the moment. So I understand hobbling her back out there, but if you knew you were going to call her up anyway, just have Tiffany Stratton go over and have Roxanne chase her. It was right. a, and, and don't, don't call. this Indy being called up makes sense because she's clearly injured and can't handle. First of all, we don't know how injured she is. She may be wearing a boot, but we don't know the severity of the injury. And two, she can't defend anywhere she could she can't defend on nxt she can't defend on raw like what's the point why didn't you just take the belt off of her on tuesday when she's in the trainer's room being told okay no bueno you gotta go tiffany and roxanne are both staying you know with the draft like they're staying in nxt so why didn't you make the call to take the title off her there what are we doing or if you're calling her up anyway why don't you have an indie hartwell that's healthy lose even this just makes yep. no sense um have but, a quick match have a surprise match at battleground where indy drops the title there and she takes two moves and that's it and she's done it felt like triple h and Shawn michaels just did not discuss anything and with isla dawn as michael cole called her twice twice amazing and alba fire going up who i've been i've been saying alba fire slash kaylee ray should be going up for a long time um I, I wasn't being hyperbolic when I said there are no other NXT women's tag teams except for the ones that challenged them, which is Caden and Katana, who probably should also have been called up at this point because uh, they've been working level up because there's nothing for them to do because there's no other tag teams, Joel. I don't want to speak out of school, and I'm not going to, but... Get back in school. Yeah, there. from what I hear, I'm not 100% sure. There is a reason for why KC squared's not being called up so quickly. Oh, interesting. It's, not, okay. it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's something that they're just working on with them to get them like a hundred percent ready. And again, for where they need to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's not, this isn't a negative thing. This is very much like a, you're so close, but we need to work on this. To X, make, y, and Z. Yeah. So one thing that, uh, somebody mentioned on the select show would be, you could have, Alba Fire and Isla <laughs> retain and then challenge for the tag titles and do a proper unification. Like that could be a really fun swerve that you do as well, uh, which would be the thing that should happen. Like there should be one set of women's tag titles that floats between all three programs. That's why I think, I, I think a lot of people are in agreement on that. Uh, but you just, you got to, you should have divisions for the belts that you have. Like if if she gets what Jupiter and Rysla. 
bracelet on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is this is now gonna take you a do, time. You do not need to apologize. That was delightful. If if she has Have to you put it on bracelet? If she if she uh if she has to get her head shaved, is it because she has Lysladon? If she's an electric vehicle, is she a Tesla Tesla? There's are... something there. <laughs> I'll find it. <laughs> if she's tiny and gray, is she Mysladon? Oh, that's a good one. If she costs too much, is she Price Ladon? Oh, that was what I was gonna do. If she's like an eighth of a pizza, is she a slice Ladon? <laughs> if she's a very famous rapper, is she Obi Trice Ladon? <laughs> <laughs> if she's not mean, is she nice Ladon? That's a good one. <laughs> oh, God. And more of those, please, in the comments. Let's go. Yeah, we're really funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like this should be the new pit for us. Anyway. <laughs> I like it. Oh, it's good stuff. Hi, SP3. Hello, SP3. I see you in the chat. I love SP3. Wants to praise us. You two are awesome. SP3, you're awesome. And your whole True Heel Heat oh. gang. I love it. Yes. You. If you're sniffing around for people to interview, by the way, hop into the DMs. I've got some mm. people that should be getting interviewed for things. Kate just wants you to interview her. Yeah, and, just me. And to pay for it, too. Yeah. Yeah, she got it. Hey, uh, yeah, everybody's got it. Virgil price. money. I'll send you an 8 by 10 you don't want Virgil money right now. It's not that good. He doesn't see much of it. Anyway, so the so so Bianca Belair is, is the Raw Women's Champion. She goes to SmackDown. What happens if Rhea gets drafted to uh, SmackDown as well? Do we do a thing and then we have a new Women's Champion? She's like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? The only way I think you can book yourself out of this. <laughs> hold on, hold of, on. This is really good. This is a poorly made American vehicle. Chrysler Dawn. <laughs> Thank you, CEO. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> and they are, sadly, not well made. We've um, already done Rysla Dawn, people. <laughs> yeah, we, we started with Rysla. Yes. It's kind of beautiful that it came full circle, though. I do appreciate it. Sorry, um, go ahead. We're talking about, uh, are we uh, talking about... Oh, the women's titles. Women's titles. The only way out of this is if they just call one the world and one the universal or something. Um, in, in my opinion, the swaps are awful and cheesy, especially when you're going to chant at us about brand supremacy in six months. Uh, there's not a good way to have one lose to the other, meaning that if they were on the same brand, like Rhea can't get shortchanged to have another title reign, and Bianca can't have the first thing she does be to lose when she shows up. So... Can't do that. And if Rhea just goes to Raw, like the, the swap thing doesn't work. So I think if they switch brands, like if Rhea's on Raw and they just get rid of the brand loyalty titles, that's probably your best out for this. And also change the look because one is red and one is blue because they're corny as hell. And they're just not a great looking belt. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Uh, you you need to do something. The the white I don't mind the white belts. I don't, but you would need to change that leather backing and the the red and the blue. Make one make one. I don't know. Do you do a black belt and a white belt? Like ones ones like the universal title. Yeah, pro probably white. probably right. Yeah, just be consistent in it. That's all. Just make it like the men's. Yeah, Maybe. exactly. 
Uh, when you're shooting craps, you need dice Ladon. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we're so stupid. I love it. Imperium moves over to uh, to Raw. I, that I like. I want Cody and, and Gunther on the same product. That feels right. I didn't. I wanted Roman, Cody, and Gunther on SmackDown because Roman's not around. But And I still wanted Cody and R Roman to eventually you know, me meet up again. That's what Money in the Bank is for. Mm, not interested in that. But what I do want is Imperium on SmackDown because right now Imperium, specifically Gunther with the Intercontinental Championship, was was running SmackDown. The Intercontinental Championship became the title on SmackDown when Roman wasn't there. I wanted that. Guess where Austin Theory is going? Well, that's the thing. And that's what they want to do with it is they want to make Austin Theories or just the US Championship the title to see while Roman's away. And that's fine. I get that they want to give the same rub that they had the Intercontinental Champion doing um, for the other show. So now I'm, a, I'm, I'm not afraid. I don't like using that. I'm wondering. You're terrified. Well, I, 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 I went on a tangent about this. I hate when people call shows or just like, or just talk about like, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm worried. I'm scared. And it's like, are you really that like, is yes, Joel, that petrified, petrified. I don't get that way over shows. I listen, God bless you. If you do, I just, I've never understood that, that feeling that some people. No, no, no. I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Very much. So anyway, Gunter, I'm wondering what they're going to do with Gunter as Intercontinental Champion on Raw, where there will be a World Heavyweight Champion as well. Does he drop that title before the World Heavyweight Championship tournament finishes? Because if he does and he's in that tournament, or is he part of that tournament as the Intercontinental Champion, but then you pin him and he's out, and what's the point, right? Because he's on a tear right now. He doesn't lose. He hasn't broken Hacksaw's record yet, right? I don't think so. He's got to go. He's going. If they're, if they're trying to refresh the record books, that's an easy one to do it with. So I, I think it probably stays on him for a little bit. I think there's a really fun story of Cody couldn't finish the story with his title that his dad never won, but he can challenge for the title. I don't think he should win, but there's just an automatic feud there, especially with what we saw at Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. um, if the LWO gets drafted to Raw. And you don't do an LWO versus Imperium program, you are stupid. Wow. That is waiting right there for you. Santos Escobar is so over with the crowd right now. He's a fantastic wrestler. Him and Gunther stylistically would be great. There's there's so much good work to be done there. Um I I, I think I think because you have a faction with Gunther. Use that to your advantage. Like you can extend this reign really naturally by just having some three out three battles. So next up, you've got Gunter at three twenty five. Next up is Randy Savage at four hundred and fourteen, and then it's Honky Tonk Man at four fifty four. Does that get us to SummerSlam? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So that that feels that feels right because this is a reign that I think has been pretty productive for him and good for the IC title. Cause it was just bouncing around for so long. So maybe, I mean, my, my thing would be, you should have Sheamus win it at SummerSlam. I, th I think that could be the time and the place for that to finally happen. Uh, but yeah, if, if you're trying to update the record books, that's an easy one to do it with. Like him and Cody being there, Cody and Roman have to be on separate programs just from the fact that USA would be like, hi, we have no stars over here. 
And that's why that's why I'm interested in what the draft pool yields tomorrow night on Raw because there will. Can be... We talk about the free agents for a minute because what the fuck is Von Wagner doing as a free agent? Okay, hold on. Well, first of all, CEO with the super chat. I've super chatted not once but thrice, Ladon. <laughs> Twice Ladon. If you want thrice Ladon, then you got to do another one. Yeah, you got to pony up another couple bucks if you're thrice Ladon. Twice Ladon. <laughs> okay. Yes, Van Wagner is somehow in the mix. I mean, listen, he showed up once next to Adam Pierce and no one ever made reference to it. So now it's time. Someone in the chat mentioned the idea that Vince would change his name to like a Beverly, like the next Beverly brother, Wayne Beverly, whatever the hell you want to do. I'd be fine with that. He has not done anything on a screen that of any part of wrestling that I have found to be a redeeming quality. No, neither have I. And that's why I'm like, sure, change him completely. Don't give him Von like change everything about him. Tell him, tell him to get a haircut and look like IRS too. Tell him, tell him to, to get a weird haircut and like use those slope slope eyebrows and you'll become Neanderthal. Do something with that. Do it. He's got a face. He's got a He's been in NXT face. for like five years and they have figured out literally nothing with him. Every nope. match is shoulder blocks. They tried to do funny stuff with Kyle O'Reilly. It didn't work. They tried to make him seem menacing. It didn't work. They tried to pair him with Robert Stone. It didn't work. The what? Probably the first thing I'd tell them to do. Come Tuesday? Yeah. Stop giving him a microphone. He's way too Minnesotan for your own for your own good. But he's not good enough to be like a uh, like Paul Heyman's with him and he's so menacing. Sure, why not? <laughs> Member of the bloodline, Von Wagner. Von Uso. CEO <laughs> oh. saying, um, no, Thrice Ladon is a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do the Thrice thing, but I was like, no, nah, I'm doing Obi Trice. It's good. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my God. Yeah, so Von Wagner is a free agent. Ziggler is a free agent, so he's going to come out and do the whole, uh, not the it should have been me, but he's going to do the whole, I'm better than everyone and I deserve a contract, so I'm going to win my way onto Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. Or he's just going to be like, guys, I'm on a comedy tour. Who gives a shit? Uh, the Miz getting drafted in like the third round or whatever, and Mustafa Ali being a free agent is... Once again, I get it. Once again, I get it, because you're, Miz in kayfabe is is again a veteran a former two-time wwe champion he's he, his accolades very much overshadow that of most of ali ali is it, he get, lost to snoop dog did he really though let's face it the only thing that was lost that night was shane mcmahon's quad he lost twice in a row at wrestlemania i i talked about this with sean episode. it's fine where i think it's actually kind of silly because kayfabe wise his gimmick is totally set up for i'm the hollywood a lester i can't believe no brand wanted me just the same way he was talking about like i can't believe like he's hosting wrestlemania but he couldn't get a match or whatever like he of any character does not need to be drafted to get on a brand so i i think even from that perspective i agree with it but him going that high when he does not had a meaningful he had one really great match with seth rollins last week and he, he hosted and done what he hosts an anchor talk show on raw every single monday night or yeah every single monday he does miss tv is on every so, single monday i don't even know sometimes that these talk shows exist that's how unimportant they are <laughs> that's right it's the raw lowdown <laughs> 
The raw slowdown. The raw slowdown. That's what we call Ms. TV when it's in the cross hour. I, um, I, again, like I understand it. I, I understand both sides. I do think that Mustafa Ali, actually, I want to see him do something with the free agency. I want to see him show up and be like, I don't care that I wasn't drafted. I have the power of positivity and I am going to like, just use that obnoxious thing that he's doing right now to go to both brands and be like, this is why I deserve to be your guy on SmackDown or on raw. Da, da, da. And then he loses and he eventually gets more and more frustrated uh, or he ekes out a win and gets himself a job on one of the, uh, one of the, the brands. Either way, you put him on TV. That's really what it comes down to. I don't, I want the storyline to make sense given the character he's playing, but if this puts him on both TVs, then I would be okay with that. I would too. It just feels like free agent is code for reliable hand. Who's never going to push. And that part bums me out. So here's where I, so yes, but here's, here's where I very much disagree with that. Omos and MVP, they've turned this into a storyline in that MVP negotiated that Omos is free agent because it's going to be Omos and it's going to be Omos and Roman in, in Saudi Arabia. I, I told you, I'm, I'm, I told y'all this Shut last week. You're dumb. I've got, I've got a cliff somewhere. Stupid. Yeah. This was, this was entirely to set up Omos going from Raw to SmackDown, racking up. Wait, the- when is he fighting Seth Rollins? Oh, Backlash. Not Backlash. That's next Sunday. Uh, next Sunday, which that's going to be an interesting show because it's going to be. I'll, I'll be in Calgary. I, I plan to do the show. Uh, it'll be six o'clock there, so it'll be SmackDown in the middle of dinner for me. But. I'll be, I'll be sitting well, at a early bird special. That sounds great, actually. I'll be sitting at a Denny's trying to do this show <laughs> with a the microphone. There and, you go. Yeah, eating eating my moon over my hammy. There you go. <laughs> I respect it. But yeah, that's kind of what I expect the 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 Omos story to become. He's going to show up Raw SmackDown. He's going to beat the shit out of everybody, and then he's going to demand a match with uh, Roman Reigns at Saudi Arabia, and he's going to get it. And Roman's 1,000th day is going to be him beating Omos early in the show because the main event is presumably the winner of the uh, the World Heavyweight Championship. I hate it here. Hmm. I'd want- rather talk about where CM Punk took his last dump than talk about Omos versus Roman Reigns. Probably at an MLW taping tonight. <laughs> oh... Is there anyone yeah, else? Punk that's... showed up to support his friend who's in NWA that I can reference without wanting to jump off a bridge. <laughs> uh, Trevor Murdoch? Sure. He's actually big pals with the Pope, Julio De Niro. <laughs> the, a better call than Tyrus or anyone <laughs> Trevor is. Murdoch. It's okay. Tyrus will be taking over Tucker Carlson's seat on Fox News any day now. Could you imagine Tyrus sitting and doing a Tucker Carlson like rant, but like doing it? In I can. That's what's so upsetting. Yeah, it's because he'd be terrible at it. Whereas yeah. I feel as though you know what I hate about this company, or they, you know what I hate about this country, Aww. nobody likes any respect anymore. Nobody. That, 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 sorry, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Tucker Carlson's probably better than Tyrus in the ring. You could just swap it. I feel like he's very doughy. <laughs> so is the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. But can he work the NWA style? Oh, buddy, all you got to do to work the NWA style is tell Billy how great he is. Zero 
anyway, sorry. We're 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 doing we're doing wrong stuff. So let's let's bring it up a bit as we get out of here. Uh, Trinity, Trinity Fatu. She made her impact debut this past Friday night at Cicero Stadium in Chicago. Uh, the story got out about a day or two before it was official. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it was leaked. I really do think it was just plain old leaked, which sure. is fine by me. Uh, video and photos. She looks great. She looks like she's excited to do this. Uh, she had her first singles match in 366 days last night which is wild uh she faced kylan king it's a good match i saw the the fan cam footage look forward to talking about it in a couple saw weeks her awesome yeah. finisher yes that looks hell really yeah good. uh yeah she's 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 doing it she's back i'm excited so happy i'm really so excited to talk about it on impact post shows uh every thursday night after the ring of honor post show so uh yeah what what are we what are we thinking here because it's I don't think it's a long-term contract i'd be surprised if it's no six i'm gonna months. say six months probably just like the mia yim contract I think it is so awesome and healthy for wrestling. Because let's not forget, she showed up at ROH. She showed up at GCW. I think it's so awesome that her and Mercedes, when they unprofessionally and summarily walked out, have moved on to chapters of their life where they're getting to do incredible stuff that I think is going to impact the wrestling industry as a whole. It is not lost on me that Either of them, probably especially Mercedes, but I, I truly feel like either of them, because Trinity is dropped and gorgeous, uh, could go do whatever the hell they wanted. They could go walk runways. They could go get acting parts. They could go do a lot of other things, but they've chosen to do this. They've chosen to do it in brands where they can make a huge, I'll say, impact. But like, they are difference makers at the companies that they went to. And that is awesome and i think it's going to i think you're eventually going to see them spread their wings probably into roh maybe doing some independent appearances maybe they're at wembley stadium whatever like i i think that is that is just so cool for professional wrestling and if you're a nerd who thinks that you can determine other people's happiness stop she looked so happy she looked so at peace like from what i saw she just looked like i'm back like at home felt good. Like she looks super comfortable for someone who hasn't had a match in over a year. God, um, just she's, really she's awesome. The training. She's clearly cuts up with her training. Yeah, yeah. She's like it. It was just. It made me really sincerely emotional because she just looked so happy, and so did Mercedes. Like on this run, like it. It makes me so happy when wrestlers look like I took a risk, and I'm happy, and I'm at where I'm at. And I'm, I, I feel home is just like, that is awesome for pro wrestling. That is awesome for pro wrestling. It is. And, and she, like you said, she looked happy. She looked just reinvigorated. Um, and beautiful. What a beautiful yeah. woman. Yeah. Just gorgeous. Yeah. She, uh, listen, man, she's glowing and I don't mean that, you know, no pun intended. Feel the glow. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Josiah Williams did her theme. And the second I heard that theme, I'm like, oh, that, that's, that's a Josiah special. Banger, yeah. And so yeah. 12 hours later, she got the tag. I'm like, ah, oh, there it is. There it is. Knew it. <laughs> Knew it. I know that voice. That's If there's one thing I know about music, it's voices and just 
you know, production stuff. So no, it's really cool. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to covering what she does in impact, what she does after that. I mean, she can spread her wings at this point. I see someone in the chat saying like, show up at a GCW show and challenge Masha Slamovich for the GCW world championship. Sure. I want to see Trinity do the things she wants to do. There's a part of me that wants to see her. Honestly, try a death match, try a, you know, try a, a ridiculous, match that you never got to do in wwe because that wasn't the style that you were asked to perform as challenge yourself and i'm sure she will you know i do intergender matches if it's what you want to do do things that that challenge you but also make you feel like you're doing your most authentic self in professional wrestling and not to like whatever at the end of the show not to be like um corny or whatever but like it's just like such a healthy time in pro wrestling right now like there's so much stupid drama and stuff but like pay attention to like how cool this shit is because like like formerly sasha banks is on the new japan payroll that is in if you said that two years ago people laughed at you like absolutely insane and like the open environment where people get to go and explore different facets of what they want to do in wrestling at different places. Like this is a really, really, really awesome time to be a wrestling fan. And I, it's so easy to forget that sometimes. Um, but it's like seeing Trin and seeing Mercedes doing what they're doing is like the most wonderful slap in the face with it because they looked so happy. They're doing things that are making a mark on, general wrestling women's wrestling like it's just such a healthy thing for the industry so regardless of your like i want to see her here or i think her ceiling's higher or whatever like first of all give it a minute because to your point this is probably not a three-year contract and second of all like certain places give you the freedom to do other things because it's also going to benefit impact in that way right so like be patient enjoy the ride be happy for the talent that they are in environments that they preferred being because it, it's just it's just awesome it's just awesome i watched trinity's first <clears throat> excuse me her first interview with uh with the nbc affiliate and i think it was uh ds from ring the bells who got that that exclusive uh and it was it was really good um the trinity was she was clear and she was concise ladon ha <laughs> You know, Denise and Will are doing their final episode of their show. They've had the D's nuts jokes. And I just feel like it was a nice tribute to Will to have our own cheesy running joke throughout this entire episode. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Now let's all take a moment, get ready to go and get our own pizza slice LaDon. You used one of mine. Oh, you. did I? Damn. Yeah, Pete Spicela was one of mine. All right, fine. Well, then that's <laughs> fine, fine. You know what? We're done. That should. <laughs> that will that will suffice, Ladon. Very well played. That was very nice, Ladon, of you. Thank you. You're welcome. Kate, where can the people find you? What's going on? Well, my weeks start on Sundays, not Mondays, as I usually promote. <laughs> right here on Fightful Overbooked, Joel and Kate at 8. Kate and Joel call it in the ring. Uh, right here on Fightful Overbooked, Mondays, usually behind the paywall with Alex Pulowski. 
doing the Raw Sour Graps review Tuesdays on the main channel, do the NXT Sour Graps review Wednesdays at Mark Order Pod, talking all things all elite Thursdays, ROH, and the Impact post show with this fella right here. Fridays doing AEW Rampage and SmackDown, and May 5th and 6th, I'm at the Excite Wrestling Commentary Desk. Talking my talk on Mike Skyros because he's a little bitch and he thinks being from Syracuse means something special when really it is mostly a college football team and crime and salt potatoes festering in Syracuse, New York. Wow. That's what they're known for. They're called the Salt City, not because they're like, we discovered this element on the periodic table. No. They're known they're just salty the salt ass. city for being salt potatoes. Oh, I thought they were just being salty jerks. Salty bitches. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Nice. You're right, though. He is one. I believe it. It's in uh, his veins. <laughs> I'm at Joel Pearl. I'm not going to give you everything I do, but if you follow me on socials, at Jay I will in the weeds three times a week. You want to Ella J and the Impact Post Show on Thursday nights following the delightful beautiful totally pretty enough for a camera kate and righteous red righteous red is also pretty for camera good oh looking. my goodness that wasn't a question good looking dude that righteous red appreciate him uh and also of course here every sunday at 8 p.m eastern it's joel and kate at eight just subscribe to the channel here come and hang out with us we're live every single day with something there's so much good talent here that's not named joel or kate or jeremy uh, come and hang out with us because we got content every single day. New Strong Style dropped today with myself and Cher Delaware talking about WrestleMania fashion. She did a great job. I'm just literally just there to be the, the second person in the room. It's one of the shows I do not have to host, which is nice. So uh, come and check that out once you're done here. Uh, Till then, ladies, gentlemen, friends, be on the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye, LaDawn. You were sitting on that one so hard. <laughs> Only for the past like minute, though. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>